I'm going to throw you guys a bone here. Wow. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to wow. the Vigilante 1939 podcast. We are part of the Let's Go podcast network. My name's Nick Zanning, and as always, I'm joined by my Wanda and my vision. I'm joined by Nico Crusoe and his illustrious, the illustrious debonair himself. Debonair. Crusoe Jr. Gentlemen, uh, how are you guys doing? Wonderful. The adjectives, the superlatives keep getting better from you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm speechless at the cold open, so I have yeah, nothing to say. It's awesome. There I have was nothing to follow that up with. Some of the worst and some of the best other the than, MCU. Other than I'm happy to be here yep. with you gentlemen. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, what, what are we doing here anyway? We, 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 nothing happened, I don't think. No, there wasn't a series finale. There weren't clips released to promote something, and there weren't um, three gentlemen who – have an amazing chemistry to talk about it at all. So we're 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 just three beings artificially created for the greater good. Nice, we're, nice. We're like you in know. the midst of this incredible portal of nice. content is the best way I can put it, even though That's content might be a I guess not a respectful way to to talk about all these things. But we're we're in a wonderful, wonderful portal of just great comic book superhero fun stuff yes we were joking there's a lot to talk about it yes. well i, I mean you know speaking of superhero me. fun i mean you know even like on our uh little virtual screen right now it's all widescreen you know much like a sitcom television show mm-hmm. much like you much know like. I, I don't know like, what, what show what show has done that for for a few That's episodes right. I don't None know. Of them. no but yeah one of in season finale gentlemen it's in the can it's happened for the last eight episodes you guys have been following us we usually Always like to open that show up, and that's where we're gonna go jump right in. So, I don't think I have to say this, but I will. If you have not seen the WandaVision season finale, uh, please stop this episode because this will be a spoiler discussion, and then come back and hear what we have to say. So, you were warned now. Do not tweet at any of us because you were warned. You were warned. It's you Sunday. Warned. I put up a poll yesterday, and it's Sunday, but you won't be hearing this till Monday. But the everyone voted that it is okay to say spoilers now, so we are. What was the final on that? You had some traction. I'll look. I'll look. <laughs> but everybody gave you the go ahead. It was they said four. It was, okay. it was four yesterday, though. Okay. But let me wow. look. Someone start talking while sure. I look, sure. while I look. Well, this up. it's much like Mandalorian. I'm sure none none of everybody stayed up to watch the Mandalorian finale, right? It's not like it's not like that was spoiled within like the the half hour that it dropped. Yeah, that was so, yeah that was spoiled so very. I very I think I think we're okay. I so. think we're okay. Think there wasn't okay. much to spoil either, but I think everybody seems to like these breakdowns. So what we're gonna do is let's kind of approach this as sort of like a buildup. So thinking of this like eight episodes in, we from episode one to episode nine. Let's talk about how the series finale might have landed for us and what we might have like expected from it. Not like fan expectation, but what we like expected from the show 
when it started to what we got. So, uh, Mr. C, do you want to kick us off here? Absolutely, yeah. Well, um, as I've said several times before, the this show was the most creative thing that I've seen yet from the MC universe. And it just built from week one all the way to the finale. Um, I find I can find very little fault with it, except for a little bit of the misdirections, some of the mysteries, but it's like you said, Nick, if you take that out, it told a beautiful story of a young woman who suffered so much grief that grief turned into trauma. And I'm going to use the same line I used in the Nerd Room podcast that that trauma caused her to cause the biggest temper tantrum um, in the universe mm-hmm. and how they dealt with that and developed her and then explained her origin, how her powers manifested and coinciding with that vision's journey of what happened to him and how she brought him back was just such a, a beautiful story that was completely satisfying and the season finale we'll call it it may be the series finale but we'll call it the season finale mm. landed beautifully with the main theme of what the show was so it was it was perfect they um i respect them so much they committed to telling a story from point a to point b they developed these two characters and gave them a level of care and depth that not many other characters in the MCU have gotten to this point, maybe even any of them, because what they were able to do in these eight weeks, the films just can't accomplish in a, in a two hour runtime, especially with the latter films essentially being all team up right Mm -hmm. in, in, in the last couple of years, they were either origin or team up. So there wasn't much room for development in there. Um, The writing was probably the best writing holistically in the MCU. Um, There were some small choices here and there, especially towards the end that we'll get to that didn't necessarily knock it out of the park for me. But at the same time, the overarching thing, what they were going for was this story about Wanda Maximoff. And from episode one till episode nine, they told a wonderful story that ended perfectly about as perfect as they could have ended it for her at this moment in time. And she is now not only the most interesting character in the MCU at this moment in time, she's my favorite character in the MCU at this moment in time. Mm. It was a great, great piece of superhero television. And it's in my top five comic book TV series of all time. Wow. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you guys. I mean, I think what I sent out to everyone was like, they should not have been able to pull this off in the way that they did. Like everything from like that sitcom just feel it, like how they went from decade to decade and how it just translated just so beautifully, how they made like Olsen fit in every decade, how they made Bethany fit in every decade. It was like, you guys said, it was like some of the best acting that we've seen in the M2 just because of what they were tasked to do. The it's best. like, it was, yeah, it might've even been the best acting just because in, it was like you guys said it. I mean, yeah, were there some kind of overarching nitpick like plot holes that we had, like <coughs> aerospace engineer? <coughs> but you know, I mean, I would argue that I don't even know if they ever had any intention of delivering on it. Because why would they? It it was a character driven story, like you guys said that. Had they done that, I'm not quite so sure that that would have fit with the story of Wanda and Vision. So, mm-hmm. but that's exactly 
what it was. It was the most deepest story that I think we've ever seen. A story about grief, loss, a love story, essentially, which is something that we haven't gotten too often. I would argue I haven't been this impacted since, like, the Cap trilogy or the Captain America story just because that that was an arc, right? That was you got Mm -hmm. from a point A to a point C with Cap. And even then, it's left so open, which is why I love the ending of this show, is it's we got an ending, but we technically didn't. And that's what I loved about this show. Hey, Nick, real quick, I, I just want to bring this up. It's probably the greatest love story that we've gotten out of the MCU, correct? By far. We haven't gotten By a lot far. of love in the MCU. By far. By I mean, far. Tony and Pepper is I don't the want most. I hear about Tony and Pepper. It's the most sterile it's relationship so I've sterile. ever seen. You, you just <laughs> never buy their chemistry. They're both terrific in the roles, but I, I never feel like they love each other. I always feel like there's a bigger agenda mm-hmm. for each of them. And they're more a relationship of convenience, if you will. Sure. Um, who um, else is there? Am I missing the Hulk? Of course. And Stephen Peggy. Black Widow was. Pardon me. Who else? Stephen Peggy. Maybe. Stephen. Pe- oh, but that's, we didn't. But yeah, but we didn't. Gone for two oh, movies. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, no one else. They, the one thing the MCU has not done, and I and I wonder if they pride themselves on it because it's not a good nor bad thing. Uh, it might be depending on if you're looking for it, but they have gotten away with never having a true love story Mm. which is what a lot of the older comic book films had you know a lot of ones from the early 2000s i go back to the spider-man ones etc all of them all of them so good point even the batman films you know played around with it um especially chris nolan's you know with rachel doss Mm. um Man, I cannot think they had the best one. And they, they have the, the best, best one. one. And yeah. they, they really have the only one that moved over time. I mean, I right. guess they're going to try to get there with um, Holland and Zendaya. But besides mm. that one, that is still kind of fresh because they, you know, they didn't tackle that till Far From Home. They didn't even touch on that in Homecoming. Um, he had a different love interest in Homecoming. People forget <laughs> that. And he, he, he doesn't even acknowledge MJ for for two hours i blame that on youth you guys you know you All you right. fall in love so easily and- <laughs> well well that is, that's true that that is true you're, <laughs> is you're true. right you're right about that but no one else yeah i, I mean ed norton's in his movie and his hulk movie maybe no, yeah i mean bit. but not to the level that this was and, and again but they had a little bit a little bit a little bit but, but you're right Nick, that's they, one movie though they so. had nine episodes to flesh this out which mm-hmm. you know let's be honest but um but even in, in uh, Infinity War, well, there's Sam and Bucky. There's a, there's a good, um, there's, there's a good a scene. Friendship. You can feel the beginning of the relationship in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad them. when she's got to kill him. Yeah, it's well, sad that's then. that's then right. It's yeah. Sad. So, but even their scene when they're in, um, is it Paris they're in? I forget where they're at. Somewhere in in, in yeah. Europe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those were those were some heartwarming scenes that kind of um, and they're chem- predicated what we were going to get and in, their chemistry the sort of began in Civil War. Too. It did. It so did. Yeah. we we've gotten to see this thing develop and the, the show right. really climaxed it over time. Just um, feeling a little love didn't mean to interject. We can, we can go on to the next topic. Oh, but, nothing but love. Nothing but love. Yeah. yeah. But the MCU is going to have a hard time topping this love story. Yeah. yeah. Going forward. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I just said, I think something that could get there is the friendship between Sam and the Winter Soldier. But yeah. like, uh, 
that's the other the two people who've interacted the most with each other. Everyone yeah. else is sort of they mm-hmm. always sort of bounce around. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of any sort of relationship. Because Cap and Tony weren't friends. And that's true. Like I, I know I I've, people I've, forget I've that people I've I've had people try to give me the uh, the other perspective, but they weren't really friends. But he wasn't even by him when he was dying. I in know. Endgame. Well, they decided to put Spider Man there. Yeah, it was more Ooh. important. It was more important for the yeah. next movie. Yeah, it was more important for the Far From Home. So the script had to say that. Anyway, Zach, come on, let's go. Let's stay on this sooner. Whatever. I like I like this train that we're on now though. This I do too, train. but this I want train. to get off though. There's because like two the wheels. Train never Nick, ends. There's like two wheels off the track now, but we're coming down to a turn where <laughs> we got to get him back on. If if the, the if train we, is jiggling on on, yeah, on the rail, if here. we get on that train, it never stops. <laughs> well, we're still on one. That train at right. no destination. So let's Man. move. All right, so I guess we'll we'll get a little bit deeper in in the uh, season finale, guys. So obviously, yeah, we were on the note of him a little bit, and we did kind of get deep into the finale but i want to get more character heavy into the episode so maybe like we'll do it maybe a little bit in duos here so let's do kind of the overarching story which was wanda and agatha so what did you how did you guys feel about the climax of like agatha's pursuit of wanda i thought it was great because obviously agatha is drawn to the power of wanda and as we saw in the masterful episode eight which set this up her goal is to figure out exactly who wanda is and when she realizes that wanda doesn't know what's going on Mm -hmm. then she's just like i'm gonna steal this woman's power right and that's what's cool then it becomes then you see kind of the i i still don't look at agatha as overly evil you know, I don't, I never bought that, but she's power driven and she is a powerful witch dealing with a novice who now she realizes has more power than her. So she's looking to manipulate her, take advantage of her and draw upon that power. So their battle is really good. It's really cool. And again, taking out all the other preconceived notions of who was going to appear or not appear. It's a fitting battle between the two. Mm-hmm. It looks good. How Wanda ultimately defeats her is great. There was some real, you know, creativity into that, which threw back to the previous episode. So I was very happy. I was very thrilled with the the intentions of Agatha made perfect sense to me. And Wanda kind of figuring it out as she's going along, again, was more evolution to her character, trying to hone her powers and figure out who she is. Once again, it's it's... I keep, I don't want to keep using superlatives, but I have to, because it's true. Agatha is one of the best antagonists in the MCU. Why? Because the motivations are so interesting and they're there. Just like my dad perfectly says, she's not necessarily trying to promote evil. She's power driven. She's fascinated by Wanda. She wants to know how Wanda did this. Maybe she wants to do it herself. So what happens here is Wanda sort of explodes into this hex And what we're made to believe is that she doesn't really know what she's doing. She sort of just rolls with it. She has influence. But then we see Agatha steps in and starts pulling strings around her to figure out what's going on. And she starts to manipulate Wanda in various ways to, I want to put her in this place. I'm going to put her in this place. I'm going to try to get in with her brother, et cetera. It's so interesting Mm -hmm. because it's not quite evil. That's subjective. Sure. But it's this another one. The MCU sometimes nails nails their villains. Sometimes they don't, 
And when they don't, they really don't. But I'm thinking of Hela. I'm thinking of Killmonger. I'm thinking of early Loki. And I think of Agatha Harkness in terms mm. of these villains who have these great, yeah. not great because they end up doing bad things, but these mm-hmm. interesting motivations that aren't as cut and dry as I'm bad. I want to blow up the world. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, mm-hmm. even Thanos in Endgame a bit. I still really like how his is sort of, he thinks he's doing something for the greater good. That sort of brings for me the back preservation of the galaxy, to, of the, to universe, the end right. of Watchmen, you know, with right. Adrian Veidt and it's similar. Yep. Does, yep. does the ends justify the means I'm, I'm, I'm doing a terrible act, but it's going to save the world. So that makes it good. Mm-hmm. So in Agatha's case, what Juan is doing and she doesn't realize the power she has and what she's doing to all of these people. But if I could figure it out for myself, maybe I could do something with it. And who cares what she does, right? Yeah. And I thought their flying battle was awesome. I thought it was yeah. awesome seeing yeah. all out ball out witch action, <laughs> as, as 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 pops would say, just the healing, um, heaving of the powers and all the hand or great hand acting, by the way, <laughs> yeah. great hand acting by from both, both Elizabeth sure. Olsen and Catherine Hahn. Hand acting is hard. Sorry, as I've been told, hand modeling yeah. and yeah. hand acting is very sure very hard and just the way you have to precise <laughs> you all can't see what we're doing on the screen right now but it's very entertaining I, I would assume if you were watching it right now it's very hard and strange got it down yeah he's great at it but you know olsen and han they, they are in that conversation of the best hand actors yep. in the mcu i would agree man. and i think we need a, a documentary about how they learned how to hand act that's right because um, some actors believe it or not cannot hand act Cannot hand act. I don't know if Palpatine was a great hand actor. He wasn't. He wasn't. His hands very much stayed <laughs> yeah, in one position. They stay in that clock. Unlimited power. He, he very much stayed in one position. That's right. In one position. It was very, it was, it was very stiff, like Ralph Bonery stiff. <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> Zinger! Insert MCU joke. I, I can get hired by the MCU now, right? Because I said uh, a, 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 a very because I, I made a funny. You made a funny. Oh. Isn't expe- that in an episode? You made a funny at guy? the expense of, uh, of a of a. I think Stewie character. says that in some yeah. episode. I made you funny. Yep. I made a funny. Lois, I made a funny. <laughs> well, well, speaking of Lois, because she is the key, we'll talk about that later too. But uh, back to WandaVision, I sent us somewhere weird. Zenic, where were we? Oh, yeah, Wanda, Agatha, you go. Shazam! Shazam, he's doing the Toby. Oh, Toby, but Toby. I'm away, web. Great, great. Every actor who played Spider Man, great hand actor <laughs> when they got to crawl on the wall and stuff. Why? Hard to do. Super hard to do. All right, <laughs> Wanda, Agatha, yeah. ready, go ahead. Yeah, so I thought it was actually, I remember I, I originally thought that this was going to be like perchance a dream where it was like none of this was ever like real and somebody really was just pulling the strings behind her and she was going to wake up and just go like stir crazy on the world. That's what I thought they were going to go, which might still happen, but mm-hmm. not in the way that I thought. I thought this was more like Flashpoint where it's Agatha is playing the role of reverse Flash because she's that always like... Yeah. In the background, she's like, you guys just said, she's making sure that certain things are still happening to ensure that whatever reality is in store is still intact. And then you have Wanda, who is slowly realizing, like, I guess the the results of what what she's done. And once she ultimately has to give it up, she wants to, but then she doesn't quite do it. 
before she has to do it ultimately in the end. Mm-hmm. Because we'll we'll get there with with, with vision and kind of like what what that does. But I which is probably a better time to just do it now more than ever. So mm-hmm. let's let's kind of move over from Wanda a little bit because and then obviously like it's no secret we love the Scarlet Witch reveal. I don't think we have to delve too oh, much too much on that. I it was to get into that. All right, let's let's get into that. Well, well, let's do that now before we get into the vision. Yeah, I wanted to. And I'll and I'll and I won't take up a lot of time here. But the the costume, the only superlative I could say is it's absolutely sensational. Mm-hmm. It looks perfect. Um, it is a great modern uptake of what we had in the comics, and going forward, it is it's awesome to think we're going to see that. They did the thing. For so many years, comic book films, they don't do the thing with the costumes. And then the first one that really blew people away for the commitment to it was Aquaman, right? Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people said the Deadpool one, but that sort of fit. You can make that costume work. Everyone always said the orange Aquaman thing can't work. Mm-hmm. And then that costume reveal, I know there's been many in comic book film throughout history, but man, the Aquaman one, the buildup to it, the score when he comes out, when he slams his trident, the Aquaman one to me, because no one knew the orange suit was happening, Mm -hmm. right? Like no one, like there were rumors, but no one saw it. It wasn't in a trailer. It wasn't spoiled. So when he finally comes out in it, you're like, that's incredible, right? Mm -hmm. Man, this Wanda reveal was so epic how she, she has all the powers, full dark Phoenix style, but better. And then the headdress just mm. starts forming. And because the headdress was teased yeah, throughout the last few yeah. episodes when she was doing stuff and it was like glowing around her head. And then she finally embraces the Scarlet Witch. And man, it shouldn't look as good as it does, but it works. It, it, it does. does. It works. It it's going to be great going yep. forward. Talk about even a better payoff for her character, not just the depth and the emotion and complexity that they gave her. They built her up to be the scarlet witch the mantle the character right Mm -hmm. everyone was we've been calling her the scarlet witch forever but now she actually Mm -hmm. is and we have to thank agatha for calling her it in the last episode but now she is the scarlet witch to insert the leo dicaprio from (laughs) once upon a time in hollywood though (laughs) that thing so man it it, it's so good it looks so good i need a funko pop of that yesterday because i have everyone else in the family so now i need the scarlet witch one um all in for dr strange too I think it's sort of like a Jekyll and Hyde thing, though. I think mm. it's more of an entity, mm. and she's going to be battle with how to control it. Because yeah. with I the like post-credit scene, yep. how it looks like she's living her life, and then the Scarlet Witch is going through the Darkhold, maybe she can project like Luke Skywalker in the worst Star Wars film of all time, The Last Jedi. Um, shout out to everyone who loves that. I love you. It's okay. I'm no, just, don't shout I'm just out kidding. I love you. I love you guys. I'm no. just kidding. Well, Doctor Strange um, can do that too. Yes, but he I'm, can do the astral projection of where he actually leaves his body. But actually, this was different because when Strange leaves his body, his body's dormant. It just stays there. Yeah, and she's moving. This was around. weird. She's making tea. Mm-hmm. She's, she's moving around tea. the cabin. So this She's is different. Vibing. I'm, I can't She's wait vibing. to see this yeah. explored going forward. Zeddy, your thoughts on the costume? Oh, oh man! You know what I loved about that post-credit scene too is she hears the kids again. Yeah. Well, was a major, major yeah. thing for me because now I'm yeah. almost wondering if, like, before she wanted to get Vision back, they're not gone. Does she try to get the kids mm-hmm. back now? And that's where this whole multiverse really gets opened up here. So, because that was crucial, they couldn't end it with anything else, but they ended with the with the kids calling out for her. 
just for all those who've read Tom King's vision, I won't spoil it if you haven't read it, but the end of the story, a robot does a very human thing and humans always try again. Right. Mm. And that's the beauty of the end of the story. Spoiler alert is I won't spoil anything else about the story, but the last panel has you go. So did we learn anything? We must not have learned a single thing about this whole damn story. (laughs) But it's a very human choice. And and to go back to my favorite part of it, NP versus P, there are practical choices that have a solution. There are non-practical choices that don't have solutions. And a human choice is always a non-practical choice because you can't predict it. So it looks like Wanda's about to make an NP going into Doctor Strange 2. And that excites me. To a Ralph Boner level, she can't. I'm let, not going to stop. She I'm can't let go. Stop. She can't I'm let not go. Stop. No. You know, <sighs> no. to a Ralph Boner level. Well, yeah. We all can't let go, right? We can't let go. None of us. You know what? We can't let go, and I don't know which one of you guys said. <laughs> Is that Harvey Dent? You can't give in. No. You can't. It's Harvey Dent from The Dark Knight. You, you were can't the best give of in. All of us, Wanda. You can't give in. <laughs> you can't give in. Uh, well, sh- like, that would be like. Aaron, Aaron. I can see Bettany doing that. You were supposed to be the best of us, Wanda. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. from, well, from my point of view, the Avengers are evil. <laughs> it's wow. over, Wanda. I have the high ground. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but you know what? I thought that was like a top-tier MCU moment. I mean, talk about yeah. how we feel <laughs> that was just earned that. for like nine episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. Get earned. Us, know. That's the most important word that you just used, and I love that you use it, earned, right? Yeah. There are sometimes things that happen in films and comic book content in general that does not feel earned at all yep. where a thing just happens and you're like, Oh, well, we, 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 we didn't really get there, but mm-hmm. it's there now, but no, that felt earned. You're hundred percent right. Cause I'm, I'm almost wondering, I'm like, it's almost like she didn't mean to kind of get all that power and become the trial, which it kind of just happened mm-hmm. to the, the point where it now wasn't intentional, like, right? It wasn't right. intentional. Whereas now she has to kind of sort of embrace it. And I love that exchange that she had with Monica where she's like, I don't understand this power, but I'm going to eventually learn, learn about it. Yeah. I thought that was just, it was just beautiful. And like, I love how much it, yes, it does look like Magneto. I got to point it out there. Femito, whatever you want to call her. Uh, I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was incredible. I um, mean, even if she's, if she takes that woe on as like this sort of anti-hero, no, Whoa, she, will, similar, she will not be an anti-hero. Well, similar, she will be good. To like, similar to Magneto was. I you can see not, that. Not you will that not ruin Lizzie was. Olsen. You will not make Lizzie Olsen evil. I will not let Kevin Feige do that. I personally will not let him do that. I will make sure that doesn't happen. Oh, don't worry. Just let, just let, let the Russo brothers direct the, the Scarlet Witch movie. <laughs> don't you let them anywhere just, near just let the Scarlet Witch movie. Because what they're going to do is they're going to... No, I don't even want to... I feel great. You know why? She's in the hands of Sam. Of Sam Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The OG. Holy, one, one of three directors of Spider-Man 3. That's one of right. three directors of <laughs> Spider-Man 3. You Might even be four. I don't there know. Might even be four. Maybe, maybe Toby's directing it as well. I think Toby's directing too. <laughs> and so you know he's a diva on the on the set, and he's like doing rewrites. <laughs> and Webb's back too. I want and Webb coffee. There you go, man. And Webb's back to finish his. And Andrew's trying to calm him down. He's like, Toby, come on, man. He's like, let's just let's just do the scene. Toby's like, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I don't like it. I don't like it. You infant child. I want $5 million more dollars to film this scene. He's holding out for more money. It's pizza time. 
think you're Spider-Man. I've been doing this for tw- 20 years. <laughs> That's Get right. <laughs> I'm the only Spider-Man. <laughs> and then here comes Andrew. Hello, Toby. Right. At times, like, I just want to make a movie. I just want to be in my own movie. I just want to have I just want to be in my own movie. I'm always in a teen-up film. I'm always in a team-up film. I just want to make Would somebody get Robert Downey Jr. on the phone? They're like, no, he's not involved anymore. Can we take a selfie, lads? (laughs) This will be really cool. Uh, I love all them. Right now, by the way, we only got one wheel on the track right now. (laughs) We understand that. Nick. I want the clip- gag wheel. I want that gag wheel. God, is remember in the first man. Avenger, the, the train, it's it's Captain America. There's like we're by the icy mountain right now. It's getting bad right here. I understood that reference. <laughs> I understood that reference. I understood <laughs> that reference. I understood that reference. All right, you wanted to go to vision. Yeah. Right? Wanda's vision. Zeddy's vision. Zeddy's I wish vision. we had the foreigners on double vision. <laughs> oh, Oh, Got that man. double vision. Sorry, Nick. I'm sorry, man. Zaddy Vision. Oh, awesome. Start, you go first about whatever you want to talk yeah. about with, with Please, vision, while, vision while Zaddy while vision, we had, 2020 vision, Mr. Clean. Well, we <laughs> all the visions. Well, we had, <laughs> we're just embracing it now, baby. We're just embracing it now. Oh god. Man, yeah, I mean, kind of like what I said in arms. I thought the vision parts of the episode were the weakest parts of me. Mm. But I thought for the majority of it, it was strong. Like the dialogue between each of the visions, I thought was strong. I thought having Westview Vision being like an essence of Wanda is the one that kind of jumpstarts our kind of Avengers vision to kind of find himself again. Now, where he goes after the fact is where my major gripe comes into play. But mm. I get it. There were other things going on. The inevitable goodbye was happening. Again, my, my gripe was I just thought it was weird. That this other Westview vision wouldn't even hint to Wanda that, yeah, even though you're saying goodbye to me, like, I'm not technically gone. You'll you'll see me again. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I get it. That's just like the story nitpicker in me that would have liked some hint that it's not the end of it. But, you know, I get it. It was left ambiguous for a reason. Maybe this maybe vision's the one that gets through the Wanda this time around. We don't know. Mm. But. They definitely left that open for a reason, but I just thought it was beautiful. I'm satisfied with the way the ended visions are to an extent because the show was really Wanda. It wasn't really about vision. Vision was just there to kind of elevate Wanda in a way, which is what Bettany did beautifully the whole way through. Mm. But how did you guys feel about the arc of vision throughout the series? You know, it's it's weird. I've changed my mind on this a little bit because while I do feel he did take a back seat to Wanda, I thought he had two of the best scenes in, in the episode was obviously the, when he has the conversation with the white vision mm-hmm. with the whole ship of Theseus. I hope I'm pronounced pronouncing yeah. that. Is that right? That whole thing is who am I really me? Are you really you are parts of us, us who's who <laughs> I thought that was really dynamic. Um, I'm with you very much when the white vision gets the memories like, why doesn't he gravitate to Wanda then? Why doesn't he either go to help her mm-hmm. in her final battle? So that's going to be explained. Um, I can overlook that. And again, the, the ending scene when he leaves, mm-hmm. when he has to say goodbye to her with the kids and all that was, once again, it was it was so poignant and so touching and so beautiful that mm-hmm. I can look back at that and, and I'm I'm satisfied with what they did with him. 
And I feel better because going into the episode, again, this is only in my head and it's okay to have your own head cannon and it'd be wrong. Unless you thought Reed Richards, unless you thought Reed Richards and unless you thought Pietro was from the Fox universe. Um, (laughs) Then you were wrong. wrong, Right. Then you're, then you're a bad person for thinking that you're just bad. You're bad. No, I'm just kidding too. Um, Where was I going with this? Oh, I thought the two visions were going to cancel each other out. I thought they were going to destroy each other. Mm. Yeah. So now it's kind of cool that we've got the white vision out there and they will reconvene at some point. And as Carlos said on the nerd room podcast, which everyone, you guys will plug that at the we end. We'll plug that. Yep. He came up with a brilliant take where he's right in the comics. This is all from Carlos in the comics. They spend just as much time apart from each other yeah. as they do together. So it's going to be maybe a cool new dynamic of maybe the vision does resurface, but they're not together. Yeah. And they're back to that, trying to figure each other out. Do I love you? Do you love me? Do I have feelings for you? No. Will we grow? Mm -hmm. It's interesting. And it's again, a continuation of the greatest love story. Cause what do you do when the love story gets boring? Like, like we talked about in that nerd room, my Carl's, you You, kind of, you pull it apart, you break them up. You blow it up, right? I mean, we've seen this. This drama. is drama. That's just love storytelling. That's just, and then they have to come back to that's each drama other. love. That's rom com love. That's Beautiful. any kind of love story. Go ahead, Nick. And then they have to come back. No, for me, I love that Carlos said that. I love that you said that. Zanik, I love what you what you said. I personally am like a, a sort of a blend of you both. I thought that some of the vision stuff was quick, but then I said it's it's falling in the typical season finale tropes right where some things mm-hmm. happen really fast and, and then like the big thing gets the most amount of time which was wanna so i didn't mind that and i also think they're both so powerful that i think their fight could have started to feel gratuitous at some point because they keep like going in and out of each other with phasing all the phasing yeah. so i'm yeah. like okay maybe they want to wrap this up because don't forget there are innocent people in this town and then i wanted so wanda already did enough damage but if buildings keep blowing up i'm like well who else is going to die right mm-hmm the vision has had the best writing on this show in the MCU. The quotes this man has gotten to deliver man from what is grief, but love persevering shout out to Laura Donnie who wrote that. Um, and I still have to double check who wrote episode nine. Cause if it's her again, I want her to write every single thing I've, I will ever see again in my entire life. I thought that the ship of Theseus thing was awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, that was really- because it's about the memories and that's what eventually the message of the show at the end was, is you could have grief, you could have trauma, but it's the memory of whatever that was lives alive and person. It lives alive. And then it's up to you to do something with that right now. It's mm-hmm. your job to keep that alive. And, and what are you going to do with the memory? And then his touching line at the end of who knows what I'll be next. Like yeah. he's been a robot. He's been a projection. He is a memory who, who knows what he'll be next. Shout out to Paul Bettany. I love that. We're not losing him. Mm-hmm. When the white vision went away, I agree with you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Why is no one talking about it? I think the white vision has to learn True. even for a, a synthesoid. I think you get all those memories at once. You still have to learn process mm-hmm. it stuff to process it and figure out what that means because he might have the memories, but he's still something else. It might still be his body, but you got to come back to that. And that could be a cool journey. I also think it's it, loading. It's like, a, it's, it's loading. Like a, it's just it's loading. loading. <laughs> it's loading. You know, when you download that, it, you get is, the little circle. I don't want to give too much credit <laughs> to cap 
Captain Marvel, but the loading this, joke is the funniest joke, joke in the, funniest that might be joke. the funniest MCU joke it's so ever. So funny. <laughs> what is it doing? It's, it's loading. loading. <laughs> um mm-hmm. now for why Hex Vision didn't tell her. I think Hex Vision knows <laughs> he knows we gotta get out of this hex, and that's gonna happen, and that means I'm gonna go away. Yeah. And let's let Wanda move on with the memory and whatever happens later is going to happen. Right. With white vision. If he comes back, mm-hmm. I think it might've been distracting to tell her in the moment and maybe mm-hmm. she would have kept that. So I think the vision is smart enough to be like, he's going to come back to you. Let's ride out. Let's get you out of this and let's get you back to where you should be mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day. So man, yeah. but I'm glad the white vision's not gone. Cause I got, I sometimes hate when they use something for a gimmick. Mm. So like if white vision was in it and it's like, Oh, white vision, we're going to sell action figures and Funko pops. And then he dies and explodes. And you're like, mm. well, that's, he's only ever going to be in a half hour of WandaVision. But now that he might come back, it's kind of cool. And I think there might be a cool story on how he gets his color back. Yeah. Which Ooh. could be cool. Be I think color is what gives, I think the cool. twins paint him. Damn it. His kids come back and eat. You brought me right up there. You what know, a wonderful know. transition. So, because uh, I want to pull you guys into heartstrings, much like Wanda did at the end of the episode. Because I cried sometimes. I want to thank you guys for choosing me. So I that so, that broke my soul. Yep. That broke my heart because she didn't she didn't pick the kids in Westview. They just were given to her by her powers or whatever. So, thank you for choosing me to be your mom. That 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 wow. broke me. Wow. Yeah. Those last like that five minute sequence when they were walking back to the house because you you know she's about to give them all up. Mm-hmm, it's painful because you know it's coming, and you know, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, that just beautiful sequence. They, they tuck them in the bed. It's almost like they're. Gonna oh, it was the so because oh. you know, because you know yep. that they're putting them to bed for the last. Oh, it was so oh, yep. hard. To, like that's why I think this episode and the show was just top tier because mm. like the emotional weight never failed to deliver. And I'm a sucker for emotion and content. So if you can make me feel something, mm-hmm. it's an A plus for me. I felt more for when she was when she was essentially letting go of her family more than IE, you know, when Tony Stark died, right? Because when Tony Stark died, I said, I cried because that's the end of Robert Downey. He made a beautiful heroic sacrifice and he was the key to the MCU. Right. Mm -hmm. But I knew he had to move on, man. When Wanda was saying goodbye to her family, I was emotional because I did not want her to have to let him go. I became so attached to all of them and the writing is what got you there, mm-hmm. man. It was a great story, but I hope she gets them back because <laughs> I want to see them. She will. Back. I can't add anything to that because I feel the same way you guys, but mm-hmm. I think they're firmly, you know, coming back at some point and they may be aged up a little bit, but oh, yeah. the young Avengers are coming. We have not, we have not seen the end of Billy mm-hmm. and Tommy. Oh yeah. They, they were just, Still charming. I mean, that's like what more can I say other than they were just they were just charming. You loved seeing them on screen, right? And then I want to see him kick some ass with the powers. I want to see him kick some ass. Oh, especially what what's his name with his little hand things here? Billy. Yeah. 
once again oh. a good hand actor he's learning he's wow. learning hand acting he's wow. got the best teacher he's in, got some teachers. in lizzie right. too and right. uh catherine he's got the best teachers where where's mags when you need him because he would be so proud right now mags would be proud he grandpa. would be grandpa grandpa Gra- grandpa eric would be proud sir, right now sir sir ian or sir michael who knows wow can we talk about any nitpicks real quick yeah, so I want to ask you guys a question. Hopefully this lands well. Otherwise, it's going to be super awkward if it doesn't. So It's going to be a boner joke. You little, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to stop the sorry, recording. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Say it anyway. Say it anyway. Say it anyway. Commit. Commit. Say it. Say it. I was going to say that's Harvey Dent twice in an episode. Say it. Oh, we did it at the same time. So uh, you, you, they say that milk builds uh, builds what? Strong, uh, strong, what? strong bones. Uh, <laughs> see, now that would have been strong so bones. At the moment, not been ruined for me. Oh, Whoa. in fact, I would say that it was heightened by the anticipation of "Ooh, what is Zeddy's boner joke?" And then it was funny. I laughed, and Dad <laughs> laughed, but he laughed quietly. Nice, nice, very nice. All right, so great success, great success. <laughs> see, oh my God, if you. Go- We'll plug it at the end, but Carlos is like when dish <laughs> hashtag Euro bro of Eric of Euro bro. Oh my god! It's Talk hysterical. about something that the so cops funny. That you need. Oh, so my funny. sister Wanda oh my has powers. So funny. She can manipulate reality. Someone give me the gray goose. Oh god. Well, let's get it out of the way. Let's 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 do this. What I'd like to do is I'm going to give you a few nitpicks I have. A stiff and then, proposition, and then, yes, would you I'm say? Gonna give you, <laughs> stiff I'm going to give you a very... Oh, stiff. What an absolutely. adjective. So what here, adjective. very quickly, I'm not going to... I don't want to destroy this thing, but the Evan Peters thing to me was not disappointing because the fact that he essentially was nobody. Mm-hmm. It was disappointing to me with the... Just, I thought, the poor taste of the joke, reducing him to a joke. Um, disrespectful to him. And then the way he, they even wrote him to where, when, uh, Monica finds out it's the purple necklace around him, controlling him and he comes out of it and she's like, Ralph Boner. He's like, Oh yeah. Oh, please get off me. It's like, I, I just would have liked to seen it a different take there. Mm-hmm. If they could have wrote it different, like, you know, there are some people that think it's masterful. That's fine. There are some people that think it was very essential to the story to create that misdirect. I don't, but um, I, and I, and I atone myself because my son recommended a movie yesterday called American animals, which is really good movie. Everybody should check out. Evan Peters is the star. It's a heist movie about a coming of age of college students. It's a great movie. So uh, I'm still hoping we see Evan in the future. The next nitpick I have is with Monica because I felt very much like they reduced her role in the last few episodes greatly after building her up. Doesn't attract her. She's great. I can't wait to see more of her in Captain Marvel too, but it really felt like to me that while she had a connection with Wanda on her first visit into the hex, where I think she kind of felt her grief and her pain and kind of knew that she wasn't really a villain like Hayward was making her out to be. They really downplayed that, I think, at the end. And rather than assisting her in the battle or helping her, she was just kind of there. She does save, try to save the kids' lives, even though Hayward's the worst shot I've ever seen. 
because the kids are not even behind her. They're on the left and the right of her. And the Hayward bull- was going to murder children. I, yeah, we'll talk about that. Hayward later, shot yeah. a woman with a full clip. He did. Um, so, so Monica felt a little more at the end, like, hey, we really put you in here because you're going to be in Captain Marvel 2. The other thing is Jimmy Woo became MacGyver. That got to be extremely. I don't know if you guys even know what MacGyver is. You'll have to look it up. All you young kids. I know what MacGyver. Okay, <laughs> um, you know there was always a cell phone when he needed one somewhere to do something with. There was always a paper clip that he needed something to do it. He had a right hook that I don't believe he has, but it was very effective when he needed it. Uh, so those are my nitpicks on it. There, there could be a few more, mm-hmm. but none of those detracted from the beautiful story. They're just some of the irritating things that. I can't, I can't, it would be remiss of me not to mention them because they did bother me. And now those are the things that aren't going to get too much better. Darcy too. They really didn't do much with Darcy um, after she, she well, was, she was just comedic relief again, but, but Darcy, that's what she is. So I could buy that. Yeah. So you go, let ahead. me really, uh, let me address that stiff proposition first. Um, yeah. The Ralph Boner joke was really bad. Um, like I said, I, I didn't care what Evan Peters turned out to be, but the way they played it off was really, really dumb. I, I think that's a rare choice. Kevin Feige is going to look back on and say, why did I let them do that? Et cetera, et cetera. But, but I do say, I want to give credit to my man's the greatest Italian of all time. The one third of the world girls fan club we got here. Mr. Pete Vera, um, he put words to it perfectly. He says, it wouldn't be the MCU without one cringy joke, yeah. right? They always have one joke you don't like. Mm-hmm. And he put that in the words perfectly. So shout out to that man, Pete. He's a legend. He's also the one third of the Italian coalition for a, a proper Spider-Man. Go follow, go follow that as well. Um, it, it was just a weird try to be funny and try to be as tim from the nerd room said respectful to evan a little bit though or i mean or is so tongue in cheek and roll it's it. tongue in cheek so so tim and then to shout out tim from the nerd room podcast he put it in a in a in a interesting manner too it is masterclass writing because they misdirected you so well with him right yeah. and then the reveal to play it off is nothing at all is isn't really effective form of writing, but it's just for me, it became the, the specific joke the execu- they use. The yeah. The, the ex- it could have been, yeah, it he's an better. actor and he, yeah, and he's got, and he's know. got like a wall of headshots where he's like, I'm just trying to act. I'm trying to be a role, whatever mm-hmm. that would have been fine. But it's Ralph boner. And he's like, huh? Good one. <laughs> like, it's like, huh? Huh? Good penis joke. Sword lady. It's like, and, Ooh. And ooh. I've tried to figure this out that maybe they use that joke to connect it. Cause Agatha is always like, sounds like she sounds like an, uh, a sexually frustrated woman when she refers to Ralph. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's trying to make some sense out of it where they kind of come out with that joke, I, it, but it just, uh, whatever, man, yeah. let's, what else, son? Anything else? That, um, Monica. That got your goat. I didn't mind because because she saved the kids. Damn it, she did something. She saved the kids from death. Thank you. She saved my boys, Billy and Tommy. She saved my guys. She saved my kids. Not my kids, but I love those kids. Um, she was the thing to set up, right? Mm-hmm. So I praise the story for not serving as the next setup point, 
but they did use her to get her into Captain Marvel, which was okay. I thought at the beginning of the season, the first half, she was written really well. And towards the end, she became the, I'm just sort of there. Once again, when you make a series finale, you start having to put things to the side. She went to the side, but she at least had, she saved the kids. She got her powers. And then she has the nice, she arguably has my favorite line from it though. Oh yeah. She don't do much, but when she tells Wanda, I would have brought my mom back too. Mm-hmm. Maybe that doesn't justify it, but it shows you how if we all had the choice, man, yep. to bring back someone we cared about, we probably would do it. And that's the beauty of a story like this, a beauty of a story like Flashpoint. We all would probably do it, right? Yep. So a human choice is not a practical choice, right? Because mm-hmm. it's sometimes they don't end up being what's best or what's right, and it might hurt people. Yeah. You know, and Wanda hurt people with her grief. When we grieve, we hurt people. We push people away. In this case, she didn't know what she did. And then Agatha started getting involved and all these people started getting caused trauma. So she doesn't necessarily justify what Wanda did, but she tells Wanda, I can't blame you. You you aren't alone. We are human. We get to make these choices and we get to make these mistakes. Now, what are you going to do next? And Wanda tells, well, I'm going to learn how to control it. So I hope we see more of them together. And because Monica is going to be in Captain Marvel too, and it's probably going to steal the show in that film. Yep. I'm okay with her being sidelined at that. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and then those are my only two nitpicks and they were small because at the end of the day, I was looking for Wanda's story. The only thing they had the nail in my opinion was the Wanda stuff. Now, if they gave those other characters more at the end and the Wanda stuff fell quick, then I would have been mad and been like, see, they cut their story short to give more screen time to Monica or et cetera. So I'm glad that I'm, I'm, I'm almost glad that in the last episode, everyone else was just sort of there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was just the Wanda vision show. That was fine for me. Cause at the end of the day, it's called Wanda vision and you better believe it. Those are my only nitpicks. I can't think of any other ones. Uh, do you have any more besides those two besides the Ralph, but talk about the st- the stiff proposition and then uh Rambo you and not joking. Sylvester's Tayona Paris's Rambo. I did make that joke the first time around. I, I know you did. So I yeah. didn't let you do it again, <laughs> <laughs> man. It's stiff. That's a nice adjective. I'm, you know, I mean, Nico, I even had a hard time with these. Oh, oh, you know, Zeddy I mean, with the zinger hashtag Zeddy zinger hashtag Zeddy zinger. There you go. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. I mean, did I really think that that might have been the Fox Quicksilver? Probably not. I yes. thought he was a Quicksilver. Uh, just because, like you guys said, I thought he fits so well. Even, like, with his powers, I thought it, it fit in such a modern MCU way. I thought it was just such a missed opportunity that it was, like, Monica. Like, the way Monica delivers it is the way I thought. Well, it's like, well, boner? So that that's kind of, like, the way I felt. And Monica Lambeau just completely just stole the show for me the the whole way through the way like her interactions with wanda were just brilliant i'm arguably way more excited in captain for captain marvel 2 than i ever mm. was before and that's just for taylor paris and i'm so eager to see how they continue to develop wanda and monica's relationship because i'd argue that last scene between them or it's it's almost like a it's not a goodbye it's see you down the road type thing i'm almost wondering if now it's really flipped where it's like Monica couldn't exactly get through to Wanda in, in WandaVision, but I'm wondering if she does it in like another movie. So it's just, 
I, I think the connection was great. And I hope we see more of it because I think <laughs> it was freaking outstanding. So, but and any other nitpicks I had are just really those. They mm-hmm. were I thought the season finale did what it set out to do. I thought it was fantastic. But the last thing I want to touch on, and then we'll we'll move on, we'll wrap it up, we'll tease what's coming next, is uh, let's talk about the reveal. Because to some, it may not be a big reveal, but uh, Nico, sir, called it hook, line, and sinker on this one, and he knows what I'm referring to. So, Nico, what, what, was, what was the reveal, sir? Very nice. I excite. I excite. Well, it wasn't um, Borat, so. It was not Borat. It was not Sasha Baron Cohen, but shout out to him on his two Golden Globe wins. Very well deserved. Very well deserved. Um, I love Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, so, my eighth guess on the aerospace engineer came true two weeks ago when I said, oh my gosh, it's Monica. It has to be a scroll. Turns out it's a scroll. And the scrolls we know are partly involved with sword. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if Hayward knows that probably not. Um, so they set up captain Marvel too. Cause the aerospace engineer, I forget the woman's name happened to be a scroll and Talos needs Monica. And Talos is someone I've grown to appreciate at first. I couldn't stand him, but then I realized how much I like Ben Mendelsohn rewatch captain Marvel still don't necessarily like some, some of his scenes, but he does, he is pretty good in there. And like, I do start to feel for his story. I've, done a complete 180 on how i feel about the scrolls being good versus bad Gary, how do you cool. turn the tv on even though i don't get how they're going to do secret invasion and then be making the scrolls good characters i still think that's going to be weird and that's mm-hmm. the only show where i'm going i uh, you can't have like you got to figure it out because i'm not looking for there to be and there's a secret group of bad scrolls it's like sure man i get it like mm-hmm. there's bad human beings too but like i don't know um, in a movie and now far from home, you, you see that, the, that they were working with Spider-Man the whole time, trying to get him to s- save the world again. It's like, Oh, th- there's so much spent on them being good. Don't give me bad ones, but that's not the point. Um, the aerospace, the aerospace engineer was a scroll and I was right, but I was one for eight. So don't give me too much credit. Cause that's 22%. Mm. So that's very low. One for eight. That's less than that. I was one for eight. Because at first it was that's under ten. That's a little over ten percent. <laughs> a little over ten percent. Yeah. Okay. Not well, good. Not good. Not good. Failed. You failed. Sir. Is it more than twenty though? Not so no. good. No. It's not higher than twenty percent. No. Son. What, what is it? Okay. Do one divided by eight. What were you? One divided by eight. It's twelve and a half. Twelve point five percent. Wow. Failing grade. Not even twenty. It's a failing. It's a failing grade. It's a. Right here. That was that was certainly a good call by you. Um, mm-hmm. I think that if we just touch upon, you didn't care though. What's that <laughs> about that reveal? No, yeah, that, I, say, I, I didn't gonna... care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the thing: has you has we touched upon how great the series was, and we go further away from it, even though it's only three days. Yeah. I care less and less about what we didn't get because I had mentioned before there was about. 90 different times during the episode upon the first watch that I kept looking for the doctor for the sorcerer Supreme. And I thought there was ample opportunity for him to show up. I have come to terms beautifully with why it was better that he didn't show up. Um, and we'll leave that for later. So all of that stuff, which again, I'm just going to say this in my closing comments on it. I do blame Marvel and the actors for creating some of this misdirection that caused the backlash among the fans, because had they not gone out of their way to talk about 
Luke Skywalker cameos and Paul Bettany about the cameo that, that he wanted to work with his whole life. And Tayona talk about the aerospace engineer. Mm -hmm. I think that in the beginning of the series, the first couple episodes were not so dynamically received as they're used to mm. hearing. And it was somewhere around the third or fourth when the series picked up steam and they started dropping these tidbits. Yeah. I believe that some of that might've been not inadvertent, but, but Verton little tidbits, they were dropping to cause it. So Marvel's not without blame here. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get, it's easy to make fun of people that say they don't like it because these things didn't happen. I'm not one of those people mm -hmm. because we all, we all have had Canon. We all, we all have expectations. Doesn't mean you shouldn't not like the show because of that, but I certainly can't get mad at anybody that was looking for something more. That's on them. That's fine. Preferences. We all have our different preferences here. So closing thoughts, Nico, you know, it was just wonderful. <laughs> just wonderful. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned for my written review over at let's go podcast.com. Also, I want to plug this now because sometimes, and this is no offense. Sometimes people don't listen to the closings of podcasts. It's okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do this now. We had a beautiful, and I can't stress that enough, beautiful breakdown, arguably more beautiful than the show. We had a beautiful breakdown on the nerd room podcast with the amazing hosts, Carlos and Tim. I want you to go follow at Carlos DM, go follow at the nerd room podcast on Twitter and go check out their show that we are on, that we were honored, humbled and thrilled to be a guest on. They are two of the best guys we know in this community and the show was awesome and go ahead and follow that. We put our links up and I think we're going to reshare an audio of it. So if you only get our content from this um, show, if you only listen on Apple or Spotify, et cetera, we're going to try to release the audio of it so you can hear it too. In addition to this one, because on that show, we talk about some other stuff. We talk about some other sort of um, aspects of the episode and the series as a whole with some great laughs and a great time with two great guys. So, and you're also going to see those guys again with us very very, very, very soon. Wink, wink. So that means you have to listen to the end of this episode because I won't say what that is until the plug Whoa. at the end. Whoa, easy. Listen to me, okay? Easy. <laughs> I love you all. Zeddy, wrap it up because we got to talk about yeah, we do. Savior. <laughs> nice, nice. And yeah. someone else who gets our Ralph Boner levels high. That was the last one. I'm sorry. Yes, Henry Cavill does do that for me. I'm just kidding. At least I... Whoa, I was talking about something else. Look at this guy. I also have yet to swear today, so I'm yeah, back on start. my resolution. Don't start. Back on my resolution, but when wow. we talk about the one thing, I might. Look at that. Wow. This ain't a scene. It's a goddamn arms race. Shout out to Fallout Boy for some reason. I was listening wow. to that song before. Wow. This is great. This is great. But Fallout Boy is from here, though, so shout out to Chicago-based Fallout Boy. I don't like any stuff they've come out with in the last 10 years, but no, nice. I have no idea why I'm talking about this. Keep going. Nice. Uh, I mean, like I was already hyped for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but the fact that WandaVision was like as spectacular as it was just really like makes it 10 times more the hundred times that I already was hyped for Falcon and Winter Soldier. So you know what? The adventure always continues with, continues with the MCU. And the fact that WandaVision was as great as it was, just means that the bar is set that much more higher for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And with 
six episodes compared to nine, I got to believe that Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to come right out the gate hot and it's going to, and it's going to deliver. So, but as, as always, you know, if you uh, are following us, let us know what you thought of WandaVision as a whole. Were you excited? Were you let down? Let us know what you think and um, what you're looking forward to going forward. So, but we're going to, we're going to take our, we're going to take our feet out of the MCU waters here now. (laughs) And uh, we're going to go to a little 318.21 here. And everybody knows why that's significant. I don't have to be coy here. So got a little ZSJL here, guys. It's uh, a little under two and a half weeks away here. So apparently some people are seeing it already, which is very nice. Very nice. Very nice. I'm very, I'm very, very happy for all of you. So. But so uh, is that we've been giving little teasers, guys, from from Zach kind of like all week now. Uh, Everybody in the JL is kind of getting their own little prominent day here. Uh, Flash just had his day. So uh, how are you guys? How are you guys feeling? So far, the T, you know, he's done a great job with. uh, Look, there's no doubt that it looks spectacular. And I was extremely impressed with the Flash when that aired today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really, I think showcases Barry and his power. And I think it's going to restore some credibility to the character that was, that we didn't get in the theatrical cut. What I was most impressed by is I had seen a lot of the test video for this particular scene. We've seen it before in black and white. We've seen different variations. The Christmas clearness of what it looked like today was on another level yeah. to see the car up in the air. Iris coming through from it, the details of hot dogs being splattered in the background. It's just on another level. So the flash one so far has been my favorite. Um, but the other three have all been dynamic. The Batman one is probably my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also the dialogue that you're hearing in the background of these pieces, mm-hmm. some of the stuff we've heard before, some of the stuff we haven't, and uh, uh, Superman one, I mean, dude, he he looks regal. He looks majestic. Aquaman looks like the king of the seven seas. So I know we're going to get, I believe, uh, Wonder Woman tomorrow because it's National Woman's Day. And, Cyborg. and then Cyborg's going to close it out. So I'm looking forward to the next two. Once again, it's Zack Snyder, master promoter. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy... I think there was confusion out of people, really, what they were going to do with this. But these little vignettes that I like to call them, these little clips, they're dynamic. They're fantastic. Yeah, man. Um, they've been really cool. They've been really fun. Um, I like pretty much all of them so far. I love them all with Batman being my second favorite, with, with The Flash being my favorite. And I'll get into that in a hot sack. But he's a good promoter, Zach. He is. Mm-hmm. And these clips <clears throat> are very cool because they show you a few little scenes but they are pumping in some dialogue in there. And mm. a lot of quotes are ones we haven't even seen in trailers, et cetera. Yeah. You know, especially mm-hmm. with the flash one, we've, we've heard a lot of it, but man, when we hear cyborg screaming, Barry, because mm. I know, I think I have an idea what Barry's going to have to do. And then we see the speed force in full, full effect here. 
that scene where he saves Iris is perfect. He like lightly touches her because he mm-hmm. has to be careful Very and he subtle. just sort of guides her. Done. His shoes explode. I love that. How the ground is sort of exploding around his feet too. And then at the end, it looks like he goes into the portal and the ground is forming under him. It's like he's making his own ground as mm-hmm. he moves forward and it's all about his future and trying to build to it. Mm-hmm. And I love the quotes from Henry Allen. You know, the Flash is my favorite DC character. Wally is my favorite because I grew up with him, but I love Barry Allen too. And as Sir Alvarado, our Scarlet fan, our resident flash here always says the Scarlet fan 52, go follow Brandon Alvarado. Great guy. Um, He always reminds me that Wally wouldn't be Wally without Barry. So just for me in general, the entity that is the flash Wally West and Barry Allen combined is one of the greatest heroes of all time. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing in the DC in the, in DC, sorry, is the flash. And in the theatrical cut, he's played off for laughs. We don't see any of the speed force in this, Mm -hmm. in, in, in what appears how deep we're going to see it in Zack Snyder's cut. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm looking, he's my most favorite thing. I'm ready to see because clearly he has a huge role in the battle that we don't see at so all. When you hear Bruce say you have to run faster, faster than you ever than, have. Faster than you ever have. And you know, again, shout out to this VFX crew because again, it we all know great. that they had a, a short amount of time to put this stuff together. Yeah. The onus was on them and it it just looks so good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you if you're going to, compare it to other movies and you're going to say that it doesn't I think you got to take those glasses off because I think you're looking at things from one side of the uh, one side of the aisle here, you know, because it, they've done a, just a beautiful job so far. I mean, we'll judge it when we see the whole movie in about 10 days. I understand that, but um, so far it looks great. Nikki, what about you? Yeah, I, I got to agree with all you guys. I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean, this is like, they're doing this justice. I mean, hmm all these little teases, the way that they're incorporating all this dialogue. I mean, hopefully most of it, if not all of it is in the movie. Cause I got to be honest with you guys. I've almost cheered up at like all this, like background dialogue. I mean, mainly like the soups one where it's like, we're oh. podcast is like, even if it takes you the rest of your life, you have to find out what that reason is like where he's paraphrasing that. I'm like, that's gotta be one of the most relatable lines that like any father can like tell a child or just, that a parent can tell any child in general right i mean it just like it hits you hard and i was so let down by the school jr i know people love it i'm glad people love it i didn't care for that flash in that movie i've long said it i think ezra can be a great flash i'm sure mushietti is going to do wonders with him but i know that zach's going to like the ship here i know zach's going to like the ship one thing that they're doing too that they I don't think they did it for Batman though is they also like later in the day they release other smaller clips mm-hmm. and so they release three more flash ones and while a couple are the same there's one where it looks like he's running around the Justice League like all all five of them or whatever and it is in the Speed Force stuff dude it just looks so freaking cool I'm sorry wow. Nick you bring up a good point too because I you know again we'll, we'll we don't want to get into this but he yeah. is the main character that I'm looking forward to yeah um because I will take any of those other people in their own movie mm-hmm. but because he does have a movie coming out Flash and I was never a hundred percent sold on Ezra Miller playing him it's very important for me to feel like going into flashpoint that I, I, I do think he can carry it, but I need a little reaffirmation. Yeah. 
that he can because we you know we're told we got the two batman in there and the supergirl so i'm right with you man right this flash is going to be the one that carries us forward mm-hmm. to that movie so yeah absolutely so i mean any other closing thoughts on on the teaser so far and then we'll uh, we'll tease what we're doing i think they're awesome. yeah I just wanted to talk real quick about, um, I got a big kick out of the storyboards, right? Real quick. Then, oh, um, sure. oh, yeah. yeah. And, and we're going to keep this completely clean and really platonic short, and yeah. whatever, but sure. I got a kick because obviously those storyboards were, were crazy. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I want to just say that, you know, people have to remember that, and this is the reason people don't like Zack Snyder, but Zack Snyder is a visionary. Okay. He's not your average filmmaker in that he's not looking to take, a story on paper and put it to life. What he's looking to do is to take these characters and make a different story deconstruction, go out there with them. And I realize it's not for everybody. We understand that if it was for everybody and he played it safe, things might've been different, but the beauty with a visionary is that he doesn't compromise he does what he wants it to do, and he wants you to see it from his point of view, go along for the ride, and hopefully like it. In this case, unfortunately, the general audience, the mass audience didn't, okay? Yeah. That doesn't mean that his vision still can't continue in another format, in another in another different way. So when I saw those storyboards, and it caused, again, this is Zach, the master promoter, right? It caused everything he does from the Joker picture to now these storyboards just light a fire on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because why would you get upset about it? Because WB certainly wasn't going to allow all of that stuff to happen. And some of it just sounded downright cool, but then Zach either, I think he was on with Dave Pena and um, Ray Porter. And he basically said, look, It it wouldn't happen that way. It wouldn't happen that way now. You know, so I just wish people would take like kind of take a deep breath before there's a there's a prevailing aura of fear among the non Snyder people, I think, that don't like these versions of the characters and don't want them to continue on. I understand that. But what they've got to realize is that we have streaming, we have motion pictures, there's enough out there for everybody. And if Zach does continue, I believe it'll be on HBO Max. I don't think it'll be in the cinema. Mm-hmm. In the cinema, you're going to get your Robert Pattinson Batman. You're going to get your J.J. Abrams Superman rebooted. You're still going to get Gal. You're going to get Aquaman. You're going to get Flashpoint. So I just got a kick out of that. I just I feel like that no matter what Zach does, it just causes such controversy. And I do believe he lives rent-free in the minds of a lot of people that are just looking to attack every single thing that he does. And you've got a, a, a faction of people that just want to come out and, 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 you know, I guess just rally against it or whatever. And you've got the other side that gatekeep for him that over gatekeep, mm-hmm. but just remember, this is one man's vision. It doesn't mean Superman, Batman, Aquaman are ruined. We've got them in different variations. Just enjoy it. Go forward and don't let all this stuff bother you. Yeah, and they're not happening, which I think is the thing that you you know stirred up the most people, like as if it was going to be a thing, like it was as canon. If it's canon, mm-hmm. and it's not now. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of it was really cool, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, all this stuff can happen anyway because even the cut we're getting is it's different. Is 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 drastically changed from what his original ideas were pre Donna Justice. So it's all good in the hood. Um, I thought they were cool. I've liked talking to some people about them. I totally get if you don't like it because there's sure. some bold, bold, <laughs> wild, ridiculous stuff in there that someone like me, I go, wow, yeah, that's sick. But man. Sometimes, like I don't mind some of my characters being played around with in certain ways, but I know in the way Zach played around with them, it's extreme at some points. So I totally get that. I totally yeah. get that. I just think to to sort of echo what my dad says, it's like, man, I just feel like on both sides, every time he does something, there's an overabundance of protection and then an overabundance of resistance. And I'm like, man, and it's just one guy. It's just one guy who's putting yeah, out I mean, stuff. Where's where's the level headed response? Like, you know, like ah, oh, that doesn't appeal to me. I don't think I'm gonna watch it. Or you know what? It's a little bit different. I'm gonna give it a chance. I mean, look, in the comics, we've seen all these Elseworld stories, we've seen these different takes, but and that's basically what you know. Is. But it's the people out there Elseworld. that are still expecting Zach to conform yeah. or that this was gonna be something other than his vision, and like Nick mm-hmm. said, this is even beyond what we were gonna get. Yeah. If he stayed yeah. on the project, because we were going to get a very truncated two hour version that would not have been exactly yeah. what he wanted to put out. So, yeah. hey, it's coming out. It'll be here soon. And then, uh, yeah, we can move past it. Or can we? Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, real quick, you, you really didn't want to know like what those storyboards reminded me of, especially like the ending of it. Justice League Unlimited. The last yep. episode of Justice League Unlimited where it's. We are the Justice League. We are the world where it's the world rallying against Darkseid. Because, yeah, would people probably have hated it? Yes, but I do think that that ending would have absolutely, like, rocked you to your core. It was a great ending. It sounded so beautiful, and it would have been a journey to get there, but I think it would have been worth it. Sure. The the Superman or the... The Bruce and Lois stuff is out there, but it's out there in terms yeah. of what happens when people lose a mutual person that actually kind of happened. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we're not here. Like I said, to, to break it yeah. down. I just, oh, like no. I said, it's just funny because mm-hmm. I think that you, you have to accept people for what they are and you have to know that whatever Zach's going to say going forward, if you're the mainstream and you don't like it, maybe you should just not follow it because you're just, it's not going to be anything you want to hear, man. Right. It's just not good. Like, why torture yourself? And He's why only going to get crazy. Why get upset about it? Like, why get bothered by it? And it's the same thing on the people on the other side. You know, if you're going to over-dramatize or over or, or make it better, just, you know, we don't need to go at each other over it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. look at I look at it like a sports thing, right? You know, in Chicago, you got Cubs fans, you got Sox fans, right? It's all good. You know, we don't, we don't want uh, – some Cub fans don't want the Sox to win – some uh, Sox fans don't want the Cubs to win, but at the end of the day, look, I mean, it's all civil. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. It's fandom, you know, but yep. I've never seen, this is amazing to me, gentlemen. I'm a lot older than you guys. I've mm-hmm. been around for a longer time. I've seen all these movies come out from the beginning to the end, the comics, the adaptations. I have never seen one guy, one guy do just be so divisive. I and I've never that. seen this one take completely where people have to go out of their way to say they like it or, hate or they hate it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like this. I've and no matter what I'm saying today is going to change anything, but mm-hmm. I just, you know, when I see someone's take on Twitter and I think they're being cruel, I just move on. When I think they're being overly complimentary of something, 
I just move on. Right. I don't need, I don't need to like go in there all the time and say it, you know? And, and when, and when certain people maybe respond that they like it or whatever, I mean, just let, let people, let's all have a good time with it, man. Yeah. You know, you're a Sox fan, Zeddy. I don't got to yeah. tell you, I hope the Sox suck and I hope they lose and stuff because mm-hmm. I don't, that's you're, you're my friend, you know, right. I don't want them. I would rather the Cubs win over it, but I'm, it is what it is, pal. You know, yep. I mean, just like me when the Cubs won the World exactly. Series. I upset? Yeah. No. Because I, exactly. I want to win. Exactly. Um, you know, so it's yeah. just a weird thing. I just wish people could be a little more civil and not overreact on both sides That's of the, the thing. Yeah. But if you poke it one way or the other, don't cry when the, the masses side. come after you, when the There's other side come after you. I don't want to hear people go like, oh, woe is me. You know, if you love I, it, right? There's going to be people who hate it, and if you hate it, there's going to be people who love it. So it's it's exactly it's, it's, it's that weird yeah. thing, and just a weird thing, man. It's Sorry, so man. weird, and I and I got tell you guys, my last comment is, sure. I think it's going to get even worse after the movie. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't even want to. Well, we're not just, we're not going to look that no. far ahead. I want to. Just want to see the movie. I just yeah. want to enjoy this, and I don't care what happens. For the record, really don't care what happens afterwards. Yeah. I'm glad we got it. I consider it a gift. I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then we all move on from there. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's look in the rear view mirror because obviously this whole thing is fun, at least for most of us. Mm-hmm. It is just getting to the movie. So, Nico, Mr. C, we're doing a very very cool thing mm-hmm. one one week from now. I want to absolutely promote that. I want to get everybody hyped. So, Nico, take it away. What are we doing <clears throat> one week from? I guess next week. Well, next Friday. Friday. March so 12th. Friday night. March 12th, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can find us on youtube.com slash Let's Go Podcast because we will be doing another live stream. But it but it ain't a normal live stream. We are uniting the sides. We are going to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League and we're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. Whether you love it or you hate it, we're going to listen to all and have fun because what we're doing is just like my dad gave a great, analogy about sports teams right we're having the Zack snyder's justice league tailgate party we're having a tailgate what that means is we will be hosting a live stream with a plethora of guests from this community we won't name any of them major crossover you'll just have to show up it's going to be crossover biggest the biggest crossover from Mm -hmm. the from the most variety of shows that we've ever done we're gonna have a massive crossover and we're gonna hang out, drink, and talk Zack Snyder's just like, if you love it, tell us why. If you hate it, tell us why. But just about the movie, we're not talking about the fans or the future, et cetera. Just you, your mm-hmm. take, where your passion lies. We're going to talk about how we're going to watch it, what we might drink when we watch it. For some people, it might be a whole lot more than others. What we're going <laughs> to eat when we watch it. Everyone's going to show up wearing their quote-unquote jersey, so something of a character they love in the film. We're going to talk about what you're excited to see, maybe what you're not excited to see, what you hope happens, what you hope doesn't happen. And we're just going to have a great time. And we're going to slowly build our tailgate. We might get up to 10 people on screen at one time. Who knows? Who knows? Just like a tailgate. People come and go. Like a big parking lot. Sometimes people show up on time. Sometimes people don't show up till game time, right? But the the most universal thing about a tailgate is you have fun. Mm-hmm. And you can have fun on all sides. So we we got some people coming on who love it. We got some people coming on who are lukewarm on it. We got some people who couldn't care less if it comes out or not. And we're going to love talking about it in a space where it's going to be so safe, so warm, and so fun, right? 
because I got friends who don't like half the stuff I do, but we try talking about it. And I have friends who love stuff even more than I do, and they can't stop talking about it. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be like a tailgate party. Come watch, come have fun in the comments. Tell us how you're watching it, what you're drinking, and maybe what you're drinking when you're watching our live stream, because we will be, and so will everyone else. So we're going to have a good old, good old fun time. So that's the this Friday, March 12th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, youtube.com slash let's go podcast. You will see the Vigilante 1939 Zack Snyder tailgate party live stream where we're going to have a Ralph Boner time. Oh, nice. Nice. And who knows who you'll see? You're not sure. We're not We're not going to say anyone who's coming on. You might, might even see Zach. Who knows? You might. Well, probably not, but you, <laughs> you'll even see Zack Snyder. Gentlemen. They yeah. said the ages of heroes was done, but uh, it's coming. I think it's coming again. It's going to be the biggest thing we've ever done. <laughs> it's going to be the biggest thing we've ever done. And in some ways it's a big thank you to everyone in this yeah. community. That's who's, basically what it who's is. welcomed yeah, right. us. So else we're going to bring them all to talk about something that's going to get everyone going. Right. Mm-hmm. And man, it's going to be fun because maybe we'll hear things we didn't, th- we didn't think about and vice versa. The best way to talk about things you love is face to face. Right. And Twitter, it's easy, but let's do it face-to-face. And mm-hmm. let's have fun doing it, right? That's the most important part. It's fun. It's going to be objective. It's going to be a great time. I'm very, very excited for it on Friday. Same. And I hope you all are too. And if you can't tune in, well, it will be on YouTube mm-hmm. forever. And then we'll try to release the audio. If we think the audio will work with 10 people, it might sound kind of it's crazy. It's a little difficult. But we might yeah. we might try to release the audio for it too. Once again, if you just listen to mm-hmm. us strictly on this platform and not any of the sort of videos we've done, but stay tuned for that. So I'm getting excited. Absolutely. We all know Zeddy's yeah. going to be drinking his Bud Light. So let's see if, if anyone joins dilly, him. Dilly. Let's dilly, see if dilly. anyone joins him. Cause right now he's on his Island of Bud Lights. Yeah. So we'll see if anyone uh, comes in with, with, with some Bud Lights too. Z- Zeddy lights, baby. Tim, if you're listening, I love you, man. Tim, Tim might, don't, who knows? Don't, just, don't leave, don't leave me stranded. On he this might be island. your lone supporter. Just yeah. remember, you two guys are driving, so I'm not leaving. The You're house. driving the podcast. Oh, 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 driving, driving the podcast. The podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, podcast. I'm gonna stay oh. in check for oh. at least the first hour, and then, yeah, okay. <laughs> whatever happens after that. And then you know how to tailgate. You know, once you get close to the game time, you know it's all systems go. So all systems <laughs> yeah. go. All systems go. There so, you go. But yeah, and the only other thing that I really wanted to put, which is kind of still. Two and a half weeks away, but we are going to be covering Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. With a very close personal friend of mine from high school, Luke Doffenball, who was on one of our earlier uh, Avengers. Very Avengers early. Yeah. Reviews. So I'm very excited. He's going to be doing all six episodes with, all us. Six with us. Maybe even a bonus episode after that. I'm very sure. excited to have him on. Sure. Obviously, yes, we will be covering Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. More than once. In More our than journey. once. We're, we're still planning out how exactly we're going to make that happen but there's going to be happen. something a week from friday on the 19th there's going to be something we do and then there's going to be something where we have something in the works for the following weekend hopefully another special guest hopefully yeah. another yep. special guest in the following well, weekend so stay tuned wow well, we have a lot there of teams go. to unite and a trilogy to complete right there you go so wow we're trying to make <laughs> all those happen look at that we're so, trying to make wow. all those happen. It's going to be, we are going to be all over the place. So um, if right. you're tired of us, sorry. If you want more of us, oh, you're going to be eating good. If you're tired of us, deal with it. I'm just kidding. Okay. And we're looking to make and we would, And we love the response. We, we want people to get a little more involved too. Oh, so damn, I have, somebody... I have a review. Oh, you do? But uh, Zeddy, you, you can start closing the show and I'll pull it up. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I mean, like we said, you know, as I said earlier, let us know what you thought of WandaVision. Let us know what you think of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, if you really can make it to the uh, the March 12th live stream, I really do encourage everybody. I mean, we're going to have the comment section up and running. So if you just want to comment, want to let us know what you think. I mean, we'll totally pull it up during the show. Because the thing is, we want to get everybody active. We want to feel everybody make sure that they're active in this. Because it's a fun time, at least for the majority of people. And that's what we want to promote. So, but I thank you guys both again for this lovely time. I can't believe it. Oh, was, oh we're almost there. We're almost, almost there. there. Next Friday is going to be the real kind of hype engine for this thing. I'm so incredibly hyped for it. It's going to be Zeddy Light, baby. I'm ready. Zeddy Lights. Zeddy Lights all, all night long, baby. Just you want to come just to watch me hammer down some Bud Lights, talk about ZSJL. Hammer down. Well, not really hammer down. It's it's hammer down. There you go. I love that. I there love that. So, dilly dilly all the way. So, holy so, cow. Yeah, Chico, we got a review. Huh? A review. Before we do our plugs, we have a review here. And and I want to shout out Jared Addington. He's someone in the nerd room community that's come over and started to support Wonderful. our show. He wow. does not have an Apple podcast account. So, he Twitter DM'd us his review, which was so great. And I'm going to read it now. So, he said, <clears throat> This show is great. It it has an awesome family chatter over the dinner table atmosphere. Nico is the wild card, is the wild child that speaks from the heart. His father is clearly a wise old dude. He is well-spoken and has an incredible knowledge of the golden age. Then there is Papa Z, the man who somehow keeps those two in check. He does an amazing job at adding to the conversation with his knowledge as well as trying to go from topic to topic with incredible passion. I haven't been listening to the show long, but it has become a treat and it really helps him get the week started with the Monday shows. Can't wait. Keep it up, fellas. I'm along for the ride. He also says, P.S. I'm proud of Nico for only dropping one F-bomb so far this year. As a man who uses the word like it's not a curse word, he knows how hard it is. That's He great, also man. says, keep up, keep up the good word and pushing the content. And he also says it's very professional of us to try to swear less. So big respect. Nice. And I think he means me because I'm the only That's one who swears. Yeah. So Jared, thank you so much. We're, thank you so we are much. going to send you something for this review. Thank you so, so yes. much. Man. I'm, I'm going to get your address. So you, you are the man. Yes. Thank you so much. It means the world, not, not only that you took the time to re- review, but you, you specifically touched on all three of us and things you love about our show that takes even more time and more thought and more care. So Jared, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Wonderful. Thank you so much. A great way for me to also plug that the way to also get a review read on this show is you can head over to Apple podcasts or iTunes, leave us a rating and review the reviews, especially please consider leaving. And we will, we will read it on air might even get a special prize for doing so. Uh, and if you don't have an Apple podcast account, you can certainly DM us at Vigilante1939. Uh, and if you don't want your review read and you want it to be anonymous, we will respect that. Absolutely. But Oh, yeah. Either DM Jared, I, I just use your name because you were comfortable with it. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. So DM us on Twitter with the review or leave us on our Apple podcast or iTunes and that really does mean a lot. And then, as I just said, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Vigilante1939. More so now than ever. It's like we're really pumping a lot of stuff. It's going to be great. And uh, we'd love to have you guys all on board. So, 
Without out of the way, guys, what do you guys got left to plug? Let's get on out of here. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox at Nico Caruso at N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O. Check out my written reviews for WandaVision over at the Let's Go Podcast.com. Zeddy and I have a a film and TV-based show for the Let's Go Podcast called Let's Go Marquee. We talk about choice. the Golden Globes last week. The critics' choice are today. We will be reacting to that tomorrow. And then a week from tomorrow, our Oscar nominations. So we're going to have our first special guest. We're going to talk about that. I also have a video game show called Let's Go Gamers with the Big Grizz himself, Emmett Davis, in that the end of the month, we're going to have our own crossover show with some other friends from nice. Canada. One you've heard, one you haven't heard before. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Shout out to y'all. Nice. Awesome. Mr. C, anything else that you want to plug? No, man, I'm looking forward to Friday, pal. Um, It's going to be fun. I'm basking in the glory that was WandaVision and prepping for what I think (laughs) is going to be the next glory in the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League. Absolutely. Nice, nice. You can follow me on Twitter and somebody's favorite, or not extra because I changed the name. Never mind. I can talk. Follow me on Twitter at popazzy underscore 95. You can follow me at somebody's favorite letterbox. At Zeddy Films, uh, you can catch all my film and TV reviews at letsgopodcast.com. You can, as Nico said, follow Let's Go Marquee, the uh, official movie and TV show where we break down everything from movies and TV shows to award shows, everything. Follow The Hitch that I co-host with Emmett Davis, uh, where we break down movie and TV trailers. So if you're not sick of hearing my voice already, you can find me literally everywhere. And I love it. So <laughs> there you go. But that's going to wrap it up for this one. Again, March 12th, come join on YouTube. We would love to have you there. It's going to be a great time. And just as Michael Keaton's Batman always says, well, before he says that, Vendico Caruso and his father, Nicholas Caruso Jr. My name's Nick Zanik. As Michael Keaton's Batman always says, I want you to tell all your friends about me. Say the line. We, we live in a society. Thank you.